Welcome, welcome, one and all. It's Wednesday night. It's a draft cast here at Wind Daily. We have a great crew tonight. It's a Wind Daily core for four. Four of us that all support the Wind Daily from NFL to NCAA football. I'm Dave Glockner. I can't wait to get into the week 11 NFL DFS draft cast. And while I do that, let's turn it over to Jason to introduce our guests. Well, we got the one and only Draftmaster Flex, who actually was like, I would call him a co-creator of the entire DraftCast brand. So whenever we become millionaires, though, and like this is on ESPN and we're like actually on TV, you'll get yours because you you put a lot of heart and a lot of time into building the PGA DraftCast. And I saw a couple of people shot you out on Twitter earlier that you're obviously going to win the PGA DraftCast this week. And I think, Dave, if I'm right, he came on for the first DraftCast this year and he won, didn't he? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he, yeah he, no, no, he actually, it was a great draft. Um, and he was a great um host last year for us, so he he's well into this. But he smoked us all in week two, and I'm a little nervous coming into week eleven here with him back on here. Before uh, before we bring in uh, our our very special guest coming up in a second, um, Joe, how's your NFL season going so far? NFL season's been good. It's been a lot of fun this year. Um, there's been some big weeks. You know, the, the, the challenge with NFL is there's so many games. If you're playing big tournaments, you got to be perfect. Um, but I, it's been a good season. So um, I, it's not only been a good season, but I like this slate. So I'm looking forward to drafting with you guys this week and hopefully get another W. There you go. Well, we're going to be bringing in the one and only Sticks Picks who doesn't want to look into the camera because he's building a lineup for everybody right now that he thinks that – Nobody else is drafted. He's on mute still, but Sticks, back, man, back. You're, you're back. Appreciate you stopping by. I believe this man is aspiring to be a professional golfer. He's going to be an NCAA Whoa. women's basketball coach, you know, sometime soon on top of that. <laughs> and, and he's also going to be taking down some big tournaments in NFL. So, Nick, man, appreciate you stopping by on Wednesday. I usually can't get in touch with you on, like, a Tuesday or Wednesday because – you're building the models. You're putting so much time into it. Um, tell me a bit about your process. Like, I got my process to to start NFL and start the thinking process. Joe, you got your process. Dave, you got your process. But, Sticks, you're the guru of all gurus. Um, what is your process week to week coming in? In terms of just building a lineup or building up projections, I guess the projections will probably bore some people. But in terms of like building an actual lineup itself, or, or what are you looking for here? Because I guess there's like I want, I want to know the whole process, man. I want to know the whole process. Like you wake up Tuesday morning, Monday morning. The at- second the second pricing is out Monday morning, okay. and I think it's probably a, a weakness for me. And and sometimes it's been a blessing for sure. But like I. Like I get addicted to some players in their prices on Monday morning. It's like, oh, they're way too cheap. Like just looking at this week, and he's probably going to be the highest owned player and probably a first round draft pick in this just due to the value. But looking at Trey McBride against a, a very good matchup against Houston secondary, Every seeing week. he's only he's seeing he's only forty four hundred, and the the report that he had with Kyler last week, it's like okay, I, I'm okay eating that chalk and like every single hand build that I'll do, I'll do like the mini the fifty cent mini max, just like hand builds that I'm probably never going to go back and fix. And Can I have yeah, to yeah. I gotta cut you off because this, yeah. this is not right. And we might need to report you to DraftKings. How are you still allowed to play the 50 cent mini max? Like I can't play anything, and you play all this volume and you're playing the 50 cent mini max. How's that even possible? I don't know. I don't actually like play it. I just hand, do all my hand builds there just to find out what works, and then I forget about them. And half the actually, no, more than half the time, 
I have inactive players start in those tournaments because it's just like that. I'm just trying to get a feel for the week. And, okay. and that's usually what I'll start with is just like seeing who's an obvious misprice. But other than that, I think the the most important piece of advice that I could probably give for tournaments, obviously, we're, that's what this is for. We're not talking cash games or anything like that. Look at the slate. And what I'll do is I have just, you know, like an, an odds making app on my phone and I'll look at the whole slate, take a screenshot and I'll start to look at each game and I'll do like a little like, a, you know, when you edit a photo on your phone, green for go, yellow for whatever and red for I don't want to touch it. So I'll look at what games do I actually think can just go back and forth. And obviously, like the double green last week was Chargers and Detroit Lions. I personally didn't get to that game. Ghost talked about it a ton in uh, the live stream, and there was no ownership on the highest total game on the slate. And there you go. If you play that game, you probably made a ton of money. But this week, what I did, I selected the Ravens Seahawks, or the Rams and Seahawks, I'm sorry. Don't think there's much defense on either side of that game. Stafford's going to be back. That total continues to rise. So, again, looking at totals will probably help this too. But um, Lions-Bears, I know it's kind of a big spread, but I do think this game with Justin Fields back can kind of go back and forth. And then I know the Chargers Packers is a, a tight spread, but the total so low. I don't really think that game has a lot of shootout ability, especially with how slow the Packers are playing. And then there's one more. Um, what am I thinking here? But yeah, I guess it, that it's irrelevant what I'm looking at, but that's kind of like the main process. What games can shoot out? Because I do, I'm a firm believer of getting like a two by two or at least a, or a three by two, if not in a stack. So I'm really game stacking in my tournaments. And lately, I've been game stacking disgusting games that just aren't going in my favor. But the ownership on them is just so damn low. It's like I I will be on an island the week something hits, and and that's just the way I play, and I'm okay with that. So just so you know, Dave was taking notes the entire time. So all those players that you did want are no longer available for the draft cast. Um, six question about ownership and strategy. So you just mentioned like you'll be on an island by yourself, and sometimes that that island is lonely, and sometimes. The island pays well. It can pay six figures, seven figures, and you've been in that spot before. Um, how do you decipher what could potentially be good chalk or bad chalk? Or is all chalk to you bad chalk? Because, you know, last week I got suckered into – I don't even know if I got suckered into I actually wanted to play. I wanted to play Tony Pollard. I thought Dallas was going to smoke him. I thought he would definitely find a way into the end zone. Price was fair. He's actually a good player. Felt that – that was a good play, but how do you decipher between good and bad chalk when you're looking at ownership? That's tough. Um, I mean, just looking at like pure upside in recent form, like it's kind of like a golf thing. Like for Tony Pollard, I played him in cash just because of the ownership was going to be so damn high. And there was certainly a ceiling for that game. Like he could have scored two or three times. I know Dowdle went nuts in the fourth quarter there, but with such a big spread, I do get concerned with the situation like Tony Pollard, because we know the Cowboys want to use two running backs with or without Kellen Moore. They've been doing that for years. So, and Tony Pollard really hasn't had 25 touches. I don't think all year long, maybe, I don't even think week one he did. He got his points via two touchdowns. But, like, looking for guys like that that just aren't really going to leave the field. And the other bad chalk that I thought there was, I didn't necessarily think Tony Pollard was bad chalk, but in tournaments, I was getting as far away as I could from Joe Mixon because the ownership was, like, 40%. Joe Mixon is a guy that has, like, he's – the only way he's having a 30-point game is if he has multiple touchdowns. He doesn't have Devin HN breakaway speed, like 80-yard touchdown, like Kenneth Walker has done many times in his young career. Like, he could take a 70-yard carry to the house. Joe Mixon just isn't doing that. So when you see a running back at 40% owned, like, to me, that's almost an auto-fade. But it depends on the player. It depends on the price. Joe Mixon's price was affordable. But it's not like he's getting peppered with 
seven, eight targets like a guy like Jameer Gibbs when Montgomery wasn't playing or a guy like Austin Eckler. It's not like he's part receiver and goal line running back like those type of guys. So if they don't have big breakaway speed at 30 to 40% ownership, it's almost an auto fade for me all the time in tournaments, unless it's just, you know, a 4K running back. Like if Kyron Williams is active this week, I know he can't come back till next week, but at 4K, you know, that's a guy you probably just play because it's salary relief that you can't really get at any other position. Yeah, so you were talking about process earlier, and we're about to get into this draft cast. We're going to break out all the games, all the players, everybody that we like, talk about stacks, talk about some bets, even get a little bit of a, a showdown um, thoughts going in a second. But you mentioned process, and recently you know, I changed part of my process and something that I think, you know, you can always change your process from week to week, try to refine it. Um, what I've been doing recently is I haven't been building during the week at all. You know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, even Saturday. I come off the serious show on Saturday, um, and I might not even build to Sunday morning. Because I've been feeling and I've been noticing if I get locked on players too early, then these other players come along late that I'm, I don't want to get into my lineup for any given reason in my, like, single build and stuff like that. And I got to thank you personally. You know, I was obviously – Tyler Boyd was locked in my lineup. It was It was not even a thought last week. I didn't know he didn't have a big game, but it could have been bigger, whatever the case may be. But, like, when I started looking at his prop, I was like, this is just – this just doesn't make any sense. I just kept on betting it and betting it and betting it. And then you said during the pregame live, like, what's the ladder on him? And, and luckily, it was one of my last bets that I made the entire week. You know, I've been placing bets on props all week. But I think in a prop market, you can start betting those early when you see the right numbers. But – even in DFS, don't think you can't change things up late, but also stick to your guns too. It's 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 a fine line in, in balancing your your process for making your lineups. But stick, talk about the projections a little bit. You know, kind of how you update those projections from day to day, week to week. Uh, you don't have to give out all the special sauce, but just kind of give everybody an understanding on how you go about building your projections and understanding you know how you should use your projections. Sure. So, I mean, it's a very in-depth process. That's usually why you don't hear from me until Friday morning when I say, all right, we're all clear, fire away. But I'll go through every single game, look at the total, look at the uh, the spread, and we have a database. Ghost and I have been collecting it for the last eight years of average pass attempts when the spread is, you know, for whatever the spread is, we have that database. And then whatever the total is, we have that database for pass attempts because we want to start with quarterbacks and work our way, you know, down off the ancillary players off of them. So, and then also we use, you know, the team pass attempts per game, all these different averages, but it's also like expectations based on who they're playing, how much, how many times a team passes against like the Jacksonville Jaguars. People just pass on them all day long. There's been really no success on the ground against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Same with the San Francisco 49ers. They are pass funnels. Every single team just throws against them. Even if it's, you know, like a Tennessee Titans, they are throwing the ball a lot off those two teams. So I'm probably speaking in circles here, but it's we'll start there. Let's get our quarterback pass attempts, and then we'll look at the defense. So, how many times is a some the XYZ team pressure the quarterback? What does that pressure that quarterback do against pressure? A guy like Trevor Lawrence struggles against pressure. That's really been his only kryptonite in the NFL. Other than that, he's lights out. When teams don't blitz him, when teams don't get in the backfield, he carves them apart. Especially when you have the weapons that the Jacksonville Jaguars have on the outside. So we'll have an expected passing completion rate, all that stuff, get the completions in there. And then, you know, then we'll go through target shares. So if, you know, I'll, I'll just pull up a game right now. Like if Trevor Lawrence so is like, projected for 24.2 completions, 
we need to spread those completions out throughout the receiving core. And it's not just going to be target share. It's not, hey, you know, Calvin Ridley averages 25% target share every single week. He should get 25% of the receptions because there's coverages for the defense. What did they do? Like the Bears run a lot of cover two. To me, that gives a even more boost up to guys like Amon Ross St. Brown and then Sam Laporte at the tight end spot because a lot of tight ends kill cover two because you beat them in the middle of the field. So that hopefully answers the question. And then obviously we do the same thing by hand for running backs. So it takes a long, long time. And it's usually what I do when I get home from work till, you know, 10, 11 at night, whenever I'm ready to, my eyes are bleeding and I need to go to bed, but it's, it's been working. It really helps with the player props. It's helped you a ton. It seems like you're the one finding the props before I even notice. Cause once I finish a game, I got to go to the next one. And somehow you just figure it out when, when there's an edge and you text me and I'm like, yeah, let's, let's go to work on that one. Or even, you know, I don't, there's some just projections that are weird. Like when we were talking about the Jets, uh, who did the Jets just play when they were the like the against the Chargers? Like Chargers. the whole world was betting the Jets. Even the models said bet the Jets and Sharps were on the Jets. I was like, there's just no way all three of these things are right. Vegas isn't just going to take an ass whooping on this game. So to me, like sometimes I will go against my numbers to do things like that. But yeah, it's uh, for the most part, I trust it. I stand by it. It really helped us with Tyler Boyd last, uh, Tyler Boyd last week. It's not like he was like a, a hidden play by any means, but it has worked oh, well, out. Mike we, Evans, well, Mike Evans, like, yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I pulled a bonehead move. I bet that so early in the week and I bet it just for fun. I texted you the, the Joel, something that you would have loved to see. So sticks told me he likes Evans early in the week and the model liked it. The prop model liked it. So me being who I am, I'm searching for aggressive numbers on these players because I know, you know, there's a good shot. It was a good game. So I searched through all the sports books, and I realized that points bet has alternate line on Mike Evans, 125 plus at plus 1,500. So I'm like, that looks good. That looks saucy. I'm going to go ahead and do it. And we also like Hopkins. Hopkins had the same number. He, they were both projected at 60.5. And then at 125, they were projected or they were paying out plus 1,500. So what I did earlier in the week, I parlayed those for a hundred bucks. It was plus eighteen thousand. So I parlayed them, and my dumbass forgot to just bet them individually, which I've done with every other bet that I make. So Evans blows through the door at one forty-five. He was like pretty much clear by like the third quarter. D Hop, I didn't watch the game, but D Hop had like eight targets. I kept on refreshing my phone. Miss him on a long pass. Miss him on a long pass. I don't know if he had the opportunity. He had eight or nine targets, but he never got there. I didn't bet it individually, so I lost out on 1500 But I learned my lesson. That was just dumb. Just betting it too early never came back around to it. But um, I found – and I know Joe's hit some monster parlays. What I'm, what I'm telling everybody will be done before the end of the NFL season. I'm going to hit one of those parlays of two alt lines for at least like – five figures somewhere in the five figures i don't know if i can push the six figures but somewhere in that five figures and big shout out to one of your guys joe a payout nation i don't know if you guys saw it but dude hit a 200 bet on a fifteen thousand to one outright and just hit that for 35 grand right that's what it was a 30 grand or something like that 37 grand and outright we did we gave on the draft cast um it was a you know incredible hit he made one bet on the whole tournament 
and it was for Camille Vegas to win the tournament. And the guy won. I'm like, two hundred dollars turned to thirty-seven thousand. Sick. Oh, Think on a, on a, it was nuts. But I saw it yesterday in, in Discord. I'm like, really? Let this happen? Like, that's amazing. So shout out to him. Um, looking ahead, I already made one prop that uh, just putting it out there. I caught Mark Andrews at fifty and a half yards for tomorrow. I thought that was stupid. Um, you know, multiple places at it, like at 53, 54. I think it's up to 58 right now. So pretty happy about that. You guys have any thoughts on the showdown tomorrow before we get into this draft cast? You know, thoughts tomorrow. We got T. Higgins already out. Uh, I've been doing really well in showdowns as of late. Almost caught a ticket to the Arizona qualifier. I was winning first for a while, but dropped back to third by the end. So that kind of sucked. But um, tomorrow looks a little tricky in one spot. You know, you got this kid, Keaton Mitchell, that looked pretty amazing. Uh, anytime he touches the ball, you got Gus Edwards who steals every single touchdown that they get within the five. So that's a little difficult spot there to kind of project out. I think Lamar is going to have a bounce back game here. Obviously, him and Joe Burrow are in play. I respect the Ravens defense a lot more than the Bengals defense. Sorry, Jimmy. Um, so Lamar in play, of course. Joe Burrow in play. Edwards and Mitchell in play. Mixon, I probably try to fade as best I can. Try to fade Jamar Chase slightly, but he can probably still get there, of course. The price on Boyd is fair. Probably don't go back to Trenton Irwin, but he's in play. I was shocked by Tanner Hudson getting, like, every single reception to start that game while I had those Tyler Boyd props. So, like, what the hell is this about? Um, but I guess he's involved. Um, Irv Smith involved. Andrews I like. I think both kickers are involved. Uh, you guys have any lean if you're building – you know, we'll talk about tomorrow. We'll have a showdown cheat sheet up. But, like, any thoughts going into this showdown tomorrow? Where do you think this ball goes for, for Baltimore running the ball? Since he passing the ball, Joe, got any thoughts? Dave, thoughts here? Yeah, I like targeting some of these secondary um, receivers on Cincinnati. So, I actually think Irwin could be a good spot, especially if you're looking at a big tournament and somebody a way to get different with Higgins out. You know, he gets on the field. He gets the ball. So, you know, he's the type of guy, he doesn't have to go completely off in terms of over 100 yards. He might get five or six catches, which would be really valuable in the showdown slate. And in addition to that, I, I probably wouldn't play both of them, but they're tight end, not um, uh, Irv, but Tanner Hudson, who got involved yeah. last week. He had a bunch of catches. He's another sneaky, cheap guy that might be able to get you a bunch of catches in a showdown slate and get you some value, especially considering that I think what Six was saying earlier – if Higgins is out, some of those targets are going to go elsewhere. So those guys can eat up some extra targets in that offense. Dave, That's, what do you think about this backfield, man? This this, well, this kid Keaton Mitchell looks explosive. Gus Edwards is a bust. He scores fourteen touchdowns a game. Like, what are you doing here at the at the running back spot? Yeah, um, particularly you know dialing on running backs, writing the running back report each week. And one thing, Cincinnati hasn't been good against them. Now they've improved a little lately, but um, you know Harbaugh's said it. Mitchell's going to be a guy that gets a lot more carries as the season progresses. I love his price tomorrow. I think he should be in play in most of your lineups. Since he's about 18th against running backs and fantasy points, so I do expect Baltimore's run game to be very good. And then, like Joel, I, I'm not – I think Irwin, I think secondary receivers are good. We saw something today. Orlovsky was breaking down the, the Ravens' defense, and they let up considerably uh, a, a large amount of passing yards late in the game, especially if they're leading. Um, it doubles in the fourth quarter. So they're a team you can attack uh, with secondary receivers for sure. And I'll, I'll add, if you watch our college football show, Mitchell yeah. is a guy we liked a lot last Nothing. year. We played him a lot. He's a good player. This isn't completely out of nowhere. It's not. Um, it's a shame he hasn't been playing all year. But now that he's getting to look, he can he can be explosive. 
Joe, just so you, just so I know, I first of all, I'm not a fan of sticks. What he did to me on Monday was completely uncalled for. He had he was down 20 in our win daily league. He had like 20, no down 25 or something like that. Nobody left. He had bum ass Josh Allen who sucks. Gabe Davis who sucks. Gabe <laughs> Davis who sucks. And somebody else who sucks. I had the bye week blues. I had, he, I had Tyreek Hill out. Don't 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 talk about bye week That's blues. true. That's true. And then um that that rushing touchdown by Josh Allen. After, oh, and he had he had that guy who likes to fumble, James Cook. Like that was the most ridiculous fumble I've ever seen. That just like literally pops up to him again. He runs like another twenty yards. I'm like, this dude won on the most ridiculous. Like it last was just a dribble. He was getting the fast break moving <laughs> for himself. Yeah. But Joe, <laughs> this week I got Gus Edwards and Keaton Mitchell on multiple lineups uh, in season long. I got to play one because my running backs, I, I lost Chubb in one league. I, I've lost some guys. Who would you roll? Because I don't feel safe, obviously, running both these guys. I might do it. I got Madison in one league. I can go against them. But if you had to pick one, you take the touchdown equity that uh, Gus has. He's been a superstar for me. I know it sounds crazy, but he's actually carried my running back for a lot of this year. Or the young kid, Mitchell. Uh, to me, it would depend on your lineup. If you're, like, favored, if you have the better lineup of the two and you just need to kind of safer to get the guaranteed points, then I would go with uh, um, Edwards. If you're okay. if you're behind and you're the worst of the two rosters because you're going to lose and you need the extra points, Mitchell, I think, has the higher upside to break the slate and have a huge day. So that's how I would think about it, depending on what your matchup looks like. All right, Dave, man, let's get this thing going. We talked a little bit about the showdown. Uh, we'll have more picks, but I like Mark Andrews. I think Six's model likes him too, above the the number here. I got it at 50 and a half. It's probably like creeped up to 52, 53. But uh, Dave, let's get into this draft cast, man. Let's go through our picks. Let's not tell Tony he won last week because he did and he didn't show up this week. So we don't tell anybody that Tony won. If he finds out, he finds out. But to me, he, he still hasn't won anything. That is correct. He got his second win of the year, so he's creeping up the standings, but still uh, up top. I got the belt, but, you know, the audience, well, our guests. So, I mean, guests today, six, you got big shoes to fill, are, are um, doing very well. But last week, you know, where I got let down, I saw a little text, too. I got suckered in, and it's a Wednesday. It happens. But to the Tennessee combo against Tampa, after watching what Stroud did to him, I thought Levis could do a little bit better. And he let me down, and that's the reason I lost. But the picks of Mike Evans I had on Wednesday. And also Jaden Reed came up real big for me. Jay, you had a couple big plays, but Hawkinson was your best. I mean, Hawkinson was the number one tight end last week. So um, great pick there. And then Tony was uh, the Josh Dobbs deployment and using Amon Ross St. Brown in that game, getting the one-offs was the reason he was able to take it down. So let's see what we can do this week as there's a lot of juicy games where we didn't hit last week. We didn't attack the Cowboys. Um, if you were able to play Prescott, C.D. Lamb, and you even mentioned it earlier about Dowdell, um, you really did well. We didn't touch that game due to the possibility of such a big blowout. Um, but maybe we learned our lesson and get into this week, and we'll see because the Cowboys look juicy once again. So let me bring up the draft board. And, Jason, with Tony out, how do you want to handle who picks first? Six is really worried that all his golden players are going to be taken. So no, six, my my team's going to be disgusting. I, I'm okay going last if I have to. But if you want me to go first, I'll go first. No, no, the, I'll, I'll let go you. First. No, no, I'll not go first. first, not first. You can oh. pick your spot. Pick so your you spot. Want to pick first or second yeah, or go. third or fourth. Give me first. I'm going to set the tone here. Uh, okay. 
Uh, Dana, Chad, who you, goes? You were second. I was second. All right, I'll, I'll I'll stay in the second spot. That works for me. All right, let me put this here. Okay, cool. And then I was third. I'll I'll go fourth for me this week. Um, get this dot off. So Joel, you'll end up at third here. And we'll get this. Let me just get the guys up and paste it in. And we will be ready to rock and roll here. And we'll kick it off with you, Sticks, then. Lead us off. All right. Give me the chalk. Give me Trey McBride. Oh. oh. I've had him in my lineup every single week for the last, like, five weeks <laughs> on DraftKings. Like, it's just – I was a little shocked by Kyler, though. Like, I'm not a Kyler guy. What I was shocked was he actually ran the ball. Like, I didn't I didn't see that coming. I thought he'd be a little bit more cautious out the gate, but he played well. That game is definitely set up for fireworks, and DraftKings, you know, they haven't been, like – the only reason I took Hawkinson last week because he was $5,000. Like, it wasn't like I loved the play. I'm like, he's the best receiver they got at 5000 And Trey McBride is the best receiver they got at 4400 So, smash play there. Um, give me might be chalk. I'm, I haven't really looked too much at ownership yet, but I will take Amon Ra St. Brown. The guy's just getting too much, he's too involved, he's too good. And uh, I'm not going to Stefan Diggs. I respect the Jets defense here. I know there's a couple other people up top that look good, uh, but give me the slight discount on uh, Amon Ra. All right, got it. Okay, Joe, you're up. All right. Listen, uh, both guys were on my radar. Um, I was actually going to take Amon Ra with the first pick. So I'm going to pivot here. I'm going to take my favorite value play first. So I'm going to go at running back, a guy who looked good last week. There is some risk here, especially knowing that he is the backup running back, but it's Devin Singletary. Um, you know, at 5,300, he is a super good price. Um, I'm, I'm thinking as good as he looked last week and as bad as they've been running the ball, they're going to give him the carries this week. Um, in this matchup, and what I think is going to be one of those back and forth games that Six was mentioning before. Yep, he has an opportunity here to score a lot of points. Joe, what's funny about Singletary? I mentioned it two weeks ago. He was chalk. Everybody played him. He busted. And I was talking to Sia on Saturday. I'm like, isn't he in the same spot? Maybe good or better, somewhere similar to where he was last week. And nobody's gonna play him at the same. He fucking does what he does, and was probably one of the better values. Interesting how one week everybody can say play him, and the next week nobody plays him, and that's when he has his good week, and then everybody plays him when he has his bad week. So you can't take that recency bias out. Like somebody has a great game, you can't be like, all right, I'm definitely gonna play him. But then, like with Trey McBride, like the kid just keeps doing it and doing it at 4400. You just don't fade it. So you gotta you gotta pick and choose and look at ownership a little bit. But then, like Stick said, it's a tough job, and we have the job to do. And everybody else was putting lineups in like. When to fade the chalk, when not to fade the chalk. Um, but, you know, these guys look like they're in a good spot again this week. Damian Pierce missed practice today, too, with the ankle. So, I think you're in a great spot, Joel. That's uh, It was either him or Trey McBride that I was going with first. And, yeah, that's a great game to get get back and forth exposure to. And, by the way, I had him in my write-up last week for running backs, Devin Singletary. I wasn't fading. thought it was good chalk uh, – not good chalk, good value that low. And I didn't care. It wasn't owned? Was he wasn't owned. No, I, I chalk was the wrong word. I but no low low value and knowing he would get about 20 touches. 
I was worth, I, I thought it was worth taking him. So now this week, he'll be high owned. I agree. It's going to flip a little bit, but still, um, that offense, you know, he's, he, yeah, I, I like him this week. Good pick. One guy I really like, and it's uh, something we always typically attack. I know I, I see you do the same sticks. I'm going to go Christian Kirk. Another good game last week, but facing the Tennessee Titans and the fact that Jacksonville got embarrassed last week, I think they're going to be a little bit motivated to uh, have a good game offensively. So I want to get him on my roster early here. Um, you know, again, he went over 100 yards last week. You know, we all thought Ridley. It, it's it's Kirk, um, number one there. So I'll take him. And then, I mean, I think there's a lot of good value across this board this week. Um, I'm going to jump. I'm trying to decide if I jump to the quarterback now. But we typically – don't. So I'll stay in that game you were in, Joel, and I'll go James Conner. Um, I'm That's still nice. – Why? Why would you do that? Because I'm it still riding like with you. You two picks away from me. Two picks away from me. I have him already penciled in, man. It's not and, and Running back is not right? easy. Hey, he, I was shocked, man. 17 touches. Yeah. I was just looking. At he was the next guy up. I'm like, I'm going to take him now. 17 touches doesn't get in the box, but, like, nobody else got any, any run. I think they just picked up Michael Carter from the Jets – like today, which obviously says they have problems at running back if they're going to Michael Carter. Um, great pick, man. That Thanks price is wrong. It, it's it's definitely wrong on, on Connor in this situation. Agree. All right, Joe. All right, right back to me. I'm gonna go ahead and go with uh Brandon Ayuk here in, in a game that I think is just a, a good matchup for him. This Tampa Bay defense is very strong against the run. I think they'll be able to at least slow. The Niners rushing back, but they're not going to stop them. We just watched um, some teams go off on them. Houston had a huge day throwing them. I think Stroud was breaking records. So I think it's a, it's a funnel defense where you're going to go to the air, and the guy they want to go to in San Fran is Ayuk. They get him at 7,100. I'm projecting him to be similar to some of the top-tier studs yep. at a significant discount. Nice. Good pick. Nice, nice call, Joe. Running back is so – Terrible after those guys got taken out. I'm like, I don't know what to do. Um, it's really bad out there, man. Like, there's really not too many places to go. Uh, Sticks, good call last week to Anaji, man. Like, I, I had him in, yeah. had him in my original lineup, had him in some. Then you kind of sold me on some Madison. The Madison didn't work out for me because he got hurt. Um, but he was in a good game script. Could have worked out. But Najee was a good call last week. I can't go back to him. Uh, against Cleveland, I respect that team too much. I'm just gonna go off the chain right now, and hmm. yeah, give me. Even though it's like the grossest thing to watch this dude run, because there's there's nothing there at all. It's all gonna be through there. Give me Austin Eckler. Yeah. Uh, try to get some top dogs. Running backs really terrible. So I was looking at McCaffrey. I think he gets there too, but I'm gonna need some discount if I went Amram Ra. Running back is super soft. Eckler and the Chargers are, are so fugazi. Like, they're not a good team at all. But I think against, you know, this matchup, he'll get enough through the air, find his way into the end zone. I'm not sure who wins this game, Chargers or Green Bay, but give me some Eckler. No, you just said you liked Najee last week and gave a tip. They played the Steelers and ran all – I mean, they played the Packers and ran all over them. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I do think Eckler gets his ground yards this week. I think it's a great pick. I think this is – it's almost like one of those weeks. If he doesn't, he's dead to me, right? <laughs> he's not going to get rushing yards. Like he I see will. him run. Screen no, he gets like two yards. There's no, there's no offensive line there for for the Chargers. Like he runs like two yards, 
and he's like waffled by four people every single time. Like it's just <laughs> yeah. not there. And you yeah. see them around the goal line, like that jack in, it took him like eight, you know, eight, eight fucking handoffs to get like two yards with Austin <laughs> Eckler. It doesn't make any sense to me. So I don't know. It's tough sledding. That's why they're not a real team. And that's why they're probably not going to make it too far as good as, or as good as Keenan is, as good as everybody think Herbert is, it's just not panning out for them. No, I, I hear you, but all right, over to you sticks for two. And you got some gonna, fans in the chat, by the way. Yeah. Um, I, I, I appreciate that. I am going to ride what Brian said in my lineup that I hand built before this. I, Thought would be weird enough to that I don't get, I don't get, uh, don't get sniped here. Give me Jameer Gibbs. Bears give up the third most receptions to running backs, even with their buy. I think every team's had a buy now, but uh, I'm gonna double tap that with another guy that no one will play this week in a fantastic matchup. And according to, to my numbers here, give me Kenneth Walker. I want those guys that could take 60 yard rushes to the house. I want red zone equity. And I want low ownership. I want Kenneth Walker. A third. All right. A third. <laughs> yeah. Now, quick question. Gibbs got the some goal line carries last week. Got the majority of them. Does that help you feel like he's going to get that the rest of the year? Or is it? No. I, mean, I, I don't think. It, he actually, uh, him and Amon Ra, and I forgot who the third guy, they do like their own podcast for the Lions. He said that Monty was, he was just gassed. I think Monty had two wow. touches right before that on the one. For the one touchdown, and he came back and asked if Gibbs wanted to go in, and Gibbs said yes. So, yeah. uh, to me, I, th I think this dude's going to be a league winner. Like he is just so explosive. He is a good runner of the football. He is a fantastic route runner out of the backfield. Um, to me, it's just again they're a big home favorite. I don't think they're going to give Monty twenty touches. I don't think Gibbs is going to get twenty touches. They both should be slated for like fifteen in this spot, being that big of a home favorite. So uh, my game script here is that Detroit gets up early. I think Amon Rob St. Brown is overpriced for that game script. So I want the running back. I'm going to go with Jameer Gibbs. Love it. Love it. All right. Good breakdown. Jay, over to you. We're obviously not friends. I'll go Jared Goff um, completely on the other side of the sticks. He might be overpriced um, with Amon Rob, but Chicago's defense didn't really get much better, you know, with the moves that they made. Um, Detroit, I like the fact that Justin Fields is going to play too. I think they're going to. They're gonna be doing something. They're not gonna be. They're gonna be doing a little bit more than they did with the young kid there. So, seeing up pace here, Goff at home, pair him up with Amon Ra. You get the discount from Amon Ra to Goff. That combination is not like super expensive because Goff is at least still, you know, fairly priced. But it's just all the targets going Amon Ra and Goff's throwing the ball. Hopefully, Gibbs catches some touchdowns. Um, I'll take two eighty. And two touchdowns for Goff at 6,600. Pretty safe play to beat you guys. <laughs> All right. I like it. All right, Joel, where are you going to go here? Listen, this is a tough draft. A lot of the guys I was I was hoping for, you guys are eating up on me. So I'm going to have to make some pivots. I'm going to go value here. I, I'm Same kind of concept. I think Cooper Cup's another receiver who, you know, is just underpriced compared to the other studs. If we get a healthy Stafford this week, Yes. Um, he has as much upside as anybody for a thousand dollars less. So give me Cooper Cup. Love that pick. Like that. All right. Oh, why is it not coming? All right. I love Joel. that game. I love that game, Joel. I, I I love that game. I think that game goes. All right, there we go. Updated nice there. All right. Just making sure we have that. So whew. there's a you know, you said you didn't love running back this week, but I'm trying really to don't. decide. <laughs> I, I think he's gonna play. 
and I'm, I, I, I put this in here as a caveat. I know we made a play. Uh, if he's out, you know, I get to switch. But if he's in, it's a smash week, uh, especially with Mostert a little bit, you know, on the men. I'll go Devon Shane. Um, it's trending. I know he didn't practice today that he is going to play. I'm going to take a risk against a bad Raiders team. Um, we've seen what he's done when he's played, and it's been electric. So 6600 pretty decent price if he can play and get at least 50% like, of the snaps. He's like the most talked about guy in like DFS like earlier on this year. I was lucky enough to have him like in a couple of leagues season long, so I was happy with it. Six, what do you do if he plays this week? Not touching that situation because him and Mostert are both in, in great spots. And that whole damn team could score a touchdown. To me. Joel, you it, touch him or no? Yeah. Yeah, I'm out. Um, I don't love – I think it's a tough spot. I agree. I can see the upside. Like I can see him getting there. You know, the possibility of springing him into a lineup, maybe one, fine. But he's not someone I'm targeting. So not in mains sticks. If you got him in a, a 150, you have – Yeah, yeah, I'll agent. definitely – Five percent, 10%? Depends what his ownership is. If uh, When I play MME, if I'll either go field weight or I won't play him at all, like mm-hmm. minimum. So if he's 20%, I'm not touching him. If he's 10%, I'll play 10 to 20% HN for sure in 150s. But in a single entry or three max, I'm not getting there. I want guys that I know aren't leaving the field and have you know, very good probabilities of scoring a touchdown. Gotcha. No, it makes all sense. Right. It's a tough call, man. Like I don't even know what to do with them in season long. I have them. In my IR spot, like, do I roll him? I think out you got to play him. You got to play him in season long, unless you're yeah, loaded. Him you got right. yeah, you got to right. play him in season long. Yeah. Okay. All right, I'm gonna back my uh, other pick up here, and you know, a little bit. This is you know, hoping Nico doesn't play, but if he plays, I- I'm still okay with this. No Brown, I know he's a little bit um, questionable as well, but these last two weeks have proven, and they're playing what one of the worst pass defenses in the league. I think they're 18th or 19th against receivers, so. Pretty good value there with Noah Brown. Okay. Over to you, Joel. All right. I'm going to go ahead here and take uh, Travis Etienne. Uh, this Tennessee defense has historically been a funnel defense good against the run, but they've shown some weakness recently where they've given up some big days to running backs. I think this is a different defense where they can beat on the ground, and Jacksonville wants to get the ball to Etienne. He's their main playmaker. They will throw to him. They'll run to him. Um, he has plenty of upside at 7,200, a tier below some of the top backs. So I like ETN's running back spot this week. Like that, bro. Right. Yeah, running, so, running back is so tough right now. Like you guys took the players that I liked. I was thinking about Brian Robinson, but I just never played this dude. I like the Washington offense. I like this matchup um, for Washington, but it's not Gibson's a guy that I – up too. Yeah, it's – you think Gibson is out though, or I feel like Gibson was—he's been playing a little bit more. What, what's your call on Gibson? I did. I don't know. Has Gibson ever missed a game? That guy's an absolute warrior. Like he yeah, he's plays, like catching passes he played, now. He plays through injury. Yep. Yeah. They didn't practice on Wednesday. So I was looking at Robinson. Said you know that's probably a good spot there. I was looking, you know, potentially at Brees Hall. Like I like Brees Hall a lot. I just hate the Jets and how they move the ball and how they don't use them. But I think Brees Hall is in play. Um, they've been atrocious for him. Like this dude should be averaging hundred yards a game, but their offensive line sucks. Um, Wilson sucks. And then they have like the worst penalties in the NFL. Like every single time he breaks off a 50 yard run, it's a penalty. So I'll go off those two guys. And I'll just take a shot here one last time. 
uh, kind of did the same approach of Singletary, extreme ownership, and nobody's on him. He's still got one of the best matchups on the board, 26-ranked defense in Carolina. I'll give Pollard another shot. At 6,600, he probably doesn't burn you. Um, he gets more touches than he got last week just because they won't be up by 40, most likely, and, and Carolina might put up slightly a fight at home. So I think he gets your, your 15, hopefully 20 touches, finally gets in the end zone. It's been a while since week one. Uh, price tag is still fair, 6,600, and I don't like the running backs. He won't be my top old running back, but after you guys took who you took, um, I think he's one of the better guys still on the board. All right. I like it. All right. Over you, Sticks. All right. Just because I, I don't know what Jay's going to do, I'm assuming he's going to bring a bring back of that Detroit stack. That's the only way Jared Goff has a big game. Give me DJ Moore. <laughs> All right. Fair price on DJ Moore. I put him up in my cheat sheet. Uh, he was one of the guys I thought might land back at me. Because um, his, his quarterback play has been so terrible. Like DJ Moore is the number one wide receiver. An up-paced game at 5,600, so love the call there. All right. I don't know if you guys would take this guy or not. I don't think you'd pay up. Yeah. All right, give me uh, give me Nico. He's going to play. He's got six inches on every single DB Arizona has. He gets Marco Wilson the majority of the time, who I believe is giving up the most fantasy points per routes ran. Him and Emmanuel Forbes for Washington. I want Nico Collins. My boy. All there right. You, go. you were years early on that guy, and this year it's been paying off for everybody. And big shout out to Noah Brown, too, man. Like you, if you played him the last couple of weeks, you were almost auto cashing like 35, 3,600, grabbing you like 20, 35 points, uh, depending on a week. So, so you wait till gonna... I picked him like two rounds ago. You wait to talk about him now. <laughs> 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 well, we talked about Nico. Um, <laughs> I definitely prefer. McBride and his price tag, and I'll definitely have way more exposure to him. I'm not a Marquise Brown guy, um, but I need some value here based on the way I built. So he's going to have a better game than he had last week. He's one big play away. It's going to be a good pace game here. Um, I prefer Connor. I prefer Trey McBride, but I do want some exposure to this game, and the price is right, so give me Marquise Brown. All right. That's a good pick. Um, yeah, I you know, Arizona, at least they got a guy that can pass it now. So he should get more volume going forward. But with that, Joel, it's over to you. All right. I'm going to go ahead here. I'm going to go back to this Seattle game. I'm going to take DK Metcalf. Uh, Metcalf is another guy who's getting a ton of targets. He's a true wide receiver one. Um, they're throwing the ball a little bit better. In a back-and-forth spot, I think he's a little bit underpriced this week. So I like the upside you're getting with Metcalf. All right, cool. Um, yeah, I think there's just a lot of value across the board this week at quarterback. Yeah, I, I could go so many different ways. Um, but the one I'm going to want to go, and I think, you know, I like Fields this week. He's ran for an average of 140 yards in the past two games against the Lions. But, you know, with more off the board – I think I'm going to go this other combo. I'm going to stack the San Fran. I'm going to go Purdy, and I'm going to go Kittle here. Um, I just think, you know, Purdy's just your steady. Take it as you go. He's going to get you near 20 points each week. I, I love your pick with Ayuk. That would have been my preferred, but George Kittle has been one of his uh, 
targets, and they're not very good at Tampa in the passing game, and especially against tight ends. It was a little fluke last week, I think, shutting down Tennessee, but remember what CJ did against them two weeks ago. Tampa's still a bad pass team. I'll take Purdy and Kittle. Okay. I, I like. I was considering Purdy, too. I like Purdy this week. Again, it's one of those funnel defenses where I think they're going to go to the end. They're going to get their point, so I like that pick. Um, I'm going to go value. I think a guy's been pretty underpriced. You know, some weeks tight end is a position where I kind of bank on maybe no one's going to break the slate and just getting a few locked in points on a cheap tight end is sometimes the best route. Uh, and one of the cheap, I think a guy who's just underpriced is Tyler Conklin from the Jets who have been throwing the ball a lot too. He's under 3K, which is super cheap. If he gets another six or seven catches for 50, 60 yards, that's plenty of value at 2,900. So lock me in with Conklin. Joel, did you check out my cheat sheet? Is that, is that why you're taking Tyler Cochran right before I'm going to take him, bro? Thank you so much. He won me a lot of money. I don't, You guys watched that terrible game the other day when the Jets were whatever it was, uh, uh, Sunday night or whatever, when they played the awesome. Raiders? All, dude, yeah, bro, you, know, you know, the only thing that was good, though, typically I'm on the wrong side of this. So I took Conklin over 24 and a half, hit that. Then I had his ladder at 50, 60, and 70. And I don't know if you watched the whole game. Remember that uh, last catch? The last catch he made yep. was like for 25. Yep. Put him exactly at first on ESPN. It said 69. I was like, oh, man, if I miss this by like one yard. And then they bumped it up to 70. So DraftKings obviously paid it out. So I got all the way up the ladder. I think it was like plus 950 or 900. Uh, so nice little ladder there. So I'm a big Tyler Compton guy. I wrote him up. Joe, great call, man. Um they can just do a couple things right. Um, I think it's a it's a great spot. Good price on him. It's a good call there. Um, this guy has cost me more money than most players this year. Uh, probably will cost me some season-long leagues. Um, definitely has cost me. He's hit one ladder for me, so I think he's still net positive there. The guy is the new Mr. Glass of the NFL. Uh, got any guess who this is? You guys are all stunned. And six and I even listening to me. Joe's actually thinking. Sticks ignore no, me. I have no I'm clue what thinking. I asked. And I'm... Dave's thinking. It's six a guy that's lost you a ton of money. What position? Uh, he's won me one ladder bet, and then he's sucked every other time. So he's probably he's it's close to your hometown, and he's a wide receiver. Yes. Uh, nice price. I was listening. I'm just trying to figure out what I'm doing next. Any nice guesses? Christ. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Who gets hurt every single week at a wide receiver? There's only one dude. He's either out or like kind of out, but like he could catch a 70 yard pass on any play. Is it Sticks' boy? Is it Waddle? Waddle doesn't get hurt as much as this guy. Yeah, but... Waddle's been out a couple games. Yeah. Nice okay. Who's Sticks' boy? I... Uh, hold on. Let's see. Is it? There's no uh, Christian Watson. Yes, Christian Watson. There you oh, go. I did. He's not my boy, but we had the the big game against Dallas. We were like the only ones in the fucking world on him that week last week. So that was yeah. Last look, year. he's still forty six hundred. I he don't like. He obviously doesn't practice today uh, because his toe hurts. I believe. I think it's his toe, or who knows what's his problem this time. Uh, so, oh, he's got back and chest issues. Okay, um, forty six hundred. If he doesn't play. I do like Jaden Reed. I was actually going to click Jaden Reed over him to get like a f- slight discount. I do think this this Charger Green Bay game could get a little sneaky if Green Bay scores um, to kind of keep pace. The spread's only three with the Chargers on the road here, so 
Um, hopefully Eckler scoring touchdowns and they got to air it out a little bit. It's a little crowded with Dobbs and Jaden Reed there, but Christian Watson is still their number one guy. If they can just find a way to get this kid the ball. So I'll take a shot. GBP's 4,600. All right. So you're going Christian Watson. Yep. All right. I just heard Jaden Reed with making sure I heard the right guy. All right. Over to you, Sticks. I'm going to complete my mini game stack here. If you can see my lineup, everybody's going back and forth. I mean, Justin Fields coming Ooh. off yep. the injury. 6,900 for a guy that's going to carry it 10 times and should be getting his ass kicked as an eight-point dog. I, uh, I like that. And then the other side, I told Joel I love this game, and he technically has – that they literally that offense supports two guys with a 30% target share. Give me Puka. There you go. Got to put him in the flex, though, for me. Um, oh, okay. Dave, if you could, because I got to flex a late guy. I can't be, you know, flex, flexing a, a noon guy. So it obviously, and now I'm handcuffed to receiver. So you guys can't take my punt, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go this way before somebody else goes it. It's I'm not P -U P -U -K -A so P-U-K-A, too, Dave. Uh, yeah, got to have some respect for my boy here. And listen, it's Luka, Donkic, and Puka. And I, I always <laughs> get the K wrong, man. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go defense here. Nobody drafted defense. I think it's the best value D on the board. I went Taking expensive. Yes, sir. Um, I feel like I'm the only one who kind of respected the Jets defense all this year. Um, they'll get sacks. The matchup against Buffalo, they've already beat this team, which was shocking to me that they can beat they can beat Buffalo. Um, they could have beat KC and then they lose to, you know, and they beat the, the Eagles, but then they lose against the Raiders and Chargers. It's just depressing as a Jeff fan. Uh, but I think their defense is good, man. I think they're gonna get some sacks. It's price right. I need value, so I'll steal some value, you know, with the Jets D here. I like it. They were on my uh Cheat sheet. All right, Joel. You know, it's funny enough, I was planning on taking the Jets with this pick, so I got to re rework it. I am also going to take a value receiver. Maybe I'll steal Sticks' pick here, but I think he's a little bit more money, so he's probably looking at someone else. Um, I'm going to take Rondo Moore. Um, he had eight targets. Oh, last dude. <laughs> That's um, out of the slot, I think he might be Kyle Murray's go-to guy. At 3,300, he's really cheap. So in another spot, I think it's going to be a really good game. Um, I like Ramo Moore getting me a few catches at only thirty. I love it, dude. Eight eight targets last week. Yeah. Good matchup on the inside. Tavir can get beat on the inside there for Houston. I was uh, so I'm not going to play Rondell Moore because I have Trey McBride. I'm not going to go two pass catchers without the quarterback. It's just a weird thing for me, but I love that pick and that is. I was going there if someone else took my guy. I don't think anybody would take the other guy, but I love that pick, Joel. It's good value. Appreciate and then for, I'm, I'll go ahead and take my defense. No, no, no it's not oh, your turn. I don't want you to give me. Then you're let him take his defense. defense. Yeah, I'm about to. <laughs> yeah. Well, because Joe's already wins enough. We don't need him to get any extra uh, extra picture. I was just you know putting the brakes on just for fair. But um, to be honest, I was going defense. Jets were plugged in my lineup here, but you know my please do it. Lineup, please do it. Please do it. Please I'm do going it. Dolphins. Dolphins. D. Love that. Love it that. Lines up. Yeah. Go ahead. No, that's great. I mean, they're way too cheap. Aiden O'Connell, come on, going across the country to Miami. I love that running back defense duo you got there. Dolphins should be 3,800, if not up to 4K, especially when yeah. everybody's healthy, coming back off the bye. Jalen Ramsey's going to be good to go, too. 
it's it i love that that's my favorite defense of the week that's my like the 50 cent making lineup shit like dolphins were dolphins or jets are like my auto pick so usually that's what's going to be the chalk too is like what does DraftKings force you to do on a monday and they're probably going to be super high on but i love that i love that play yeah thanks and i'm with you and that's you know a strategy that probably a lot of us use if i can take some offense on one side pulling back a defense on the same side is a good uh game environment to be in so it lined up well when, when I didn't get the Jets. And then I'm I'm torn, but I think I'm going to go back to the well here. He let us down last week, but two weeks ago we, he was really good. Six, he was in your top five last week. And I, I just don't think we can uh, go away from him off one game. I'm going to go back to DeAndre Hopkins, and it gives me a little bit of yep. correlation there with uh, Christian Kirk. Love that. Well, like All that, right. Cool. Now, Joel, you can pick your defense now if I didn't take yeah. it. I'm safe. I'm safe. You did not take them. <laughs> uh, I, listen, there's no point in me taking my quarterback. You guys all have quarterback. So I got anyone I want coming back. So for now, I'll go ahead and take Giants D. It's a, there's not a lot of good value defense. I would have taken Jeff if they were available, but they're not. Um, if you're going to go value, it's a, it's a tough choice here. Um, but the Giants showed some big weeks. So uh, they're playing Washington, division rivalry, not the best offense. They're turnover prone. So maybe they can get a turnover to, to get me there. Howell yeah, takes like cool. five sacks of games too. So except against the Eagles. Yeah, that's true. He's actually trained. No, he's actually I've been reading reports on him, man. Like he's checking down to running backs a lot more. Um, not getting sacked as much, you know, due to that. So he's actually good, man. I think they actually have a quarterback moving forward, but I'm kind of stuck here, man. I got I gotta pick a tight end. If I pick the guy that I'm looking at now, like this, I'll have like 4,200 left, which means like nobody. Just take so Michael not, Mayer. Take the punt. <laughs> that's who I have there. But yeah. now let me just ask you, look, just for shits and giggles, try to find somebody in the 4,200 range that's available. You're going back to like another tight end. There's nobody. That's what it leaves me with, and I'm looking there. I can get Jaden Reed. I already have Christian Watts. I can get Johnston, who I don't really want to get. You got like Tutu Atwell, Michael Gallup, Josh Reynolds, um, banged up Curtis Samuel, Robert Woods. It's kind of gross there. So I don't know. It's kind of like a, a dead zone for me right now. Looking at 4200, it makes me want to like upgrade my tight end to somebody else. But ugh, that is gross. Hold on, um, hold on, hold on, real quick, real quick. Yeah, what about yeah. Lawrence Cager? Didn't he? He was like top three in the Giants for routes. Joel, though, Joel's a big giant fan, aren't you? I am. You got Tommy DeVito throwing the ball. Do you want anybody? I mean, dude, he's going to lean on the tight end. Do you think Washington's defense in play or no? I was looking at Washington's defense. I threw him in a cheat sheet. Obviously, nobody took him, or maybe Sticks, you might be able to take him. But, like, are you you looking at that? No, my defense is going to be the Packers. And I'm not happy about it, but I'm just, I'm going to take it. Um, Chargers are very right. banged up, and it's at it's at Green Bay, you know. To know. keep the show moving, I'll go with Mayer, um, and I'll figure out what to do with this forty two hundred left over. So, look, you got a good game script. Um, I'll definitely take Trey McBride. I'll probably take Conklin over Mayer, pretty much at the same price. But you know, he caught that touchdown and win the game for them. Not that that really means much for him in this matchup, but he's getting the targets. He's on the field. It's probably their second or third option or maybe fourth option if you consider Josh Jacobs here. But 2,700, they're going to be down a bunch. 
this kid's a young kid, so he's not coming off the field in a blowout. So he might get he might get that McBride, you know, garbage time that we saw a couple weeks back that you know I was happy about. Um, it might happen again here with them being down so big. So twenty seven hundred, he's definitely in play. All right, I like the sticks to finish your team. Fifty six hundred right. left. How are you crafting this up? We're gonna go with the Packers. All right, just because I I don't really ever care about defense. There's been Agreed. I don't know. Just yeah, I'm just I'm gonna take them. I think they'll go positive, and uh, you know all the guys on the well, Chargers literally don't have a tight end this week. I think both those guys are in jeopardy of missing. Um, so my theory here: this is a lineup meant for like a thousand plus person contest, but this is just how I always build anyway. So if Justin Fields has a ceiling game and the Lions are scoring at will, and Gibbs gets to 25, 30 points. Uh, Fields is going to have to spread the ball out a lot. Brian Branch is giving up a ton of receptions on the inside of the field. And a weird stat, I've been tracking it for quite some time. Darnell Mooney tears it up in a dome. 20 more yards receiving per game when he's in a dome than when he's outside. Give me Darnell Mooney, 3,300. He's, he's so skinny, he doesn't have like that, that, that warmth to, to keep him flowing. Uh, <laughs> again. Now, I might look at, I might look at Mooney – now that you say that, he was a guy that I was looking at um, if I didn't go a certain direction. Um, props, like a prop market play would be Mooney in this matchup. I think yeah. he's a long ball guy. If, like if Fields can just hit him, I don't like Fields' accuracy, but he's open a lot. This guy's probably open more than he's not, and he just doesn't get touches. Uh, so I like the play there. Kind of back you up, Sticks. You're, you're stacking the game, and due to lineup construction here, I think the best 4,200 I can spend uh, will be Cole Komet. Um, I got, I, like I got, that. I like I that. got, I got Amon Ra. I kind of fell into the same trap last week. I had 5,200 left and like Hawkinson was the best on the board. So I'm like, fuck it. I'll take Hawkinson. And he goes out there being my best guy. I'm not saying Cole Komet can outdo all these players, but I think, you know, for 4,100 better spot that 4,000 range is like just complete dead zone, man. Yeah, dude. Uh, All right. Hawkinson got beat up last week too. That guy is a warrior. Every hit, he's just like down for ten that seconds. That whole team, man, questionable like, going in. Yeah, that, that whole yeah. team, man, with Dobbs. I keep messing with my like Jet fan friends. Like, what would the Jets be right now if they had Josh Dobbs? Like, they, what would they be? Six and two? Like, what? Would they've lost a game. No. Like, I they, can't believe that coach still backs Zach Wilson. Like, and I get you got to do it from a you know. Team I think he just knows that A Rod is coming. So, like, if you know that, you don't want to, uh, like, like, what are he you ain't but... Not with an Achilles. He's not. That This is all. He can go hide in a cave for three more weeks. I don't care. He's not coming out with Wait. a new Achilles by December. You don't think, he, you don't, you don't think he's playing this ever? No. They're going to be four and eight. Like, I know. I, I, if, they're, I, if, they're, if they're respectably have a chance for playoffs, Aaron Rodgers goes in no. December. I think he's not. I, I think he doesn't. I think he's just obs obsessed with hearing himself be yes. on TV all the time. So if he says, "Hey, I'm I'm recovering quick and I'm you know he's throwing the ball in pre," he's just a narcissistic. Yep. I don't know. I used to love him. I you know he's obviously one of the best quarterbacks in in our generation, but the dude is just I don't know loves to hear himself being talked about on TV. Hundred percent agree. And get on the Pat McAfee show on Tuesdays and and blow yourself up. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I could do a whole hour on – yo, give me my rant next week on, on Aaron Rodgers. But with that, I mean, Joel's got a quarterback. Like, you want to draft Zach Wilson now? Yeah, no, I'm not going to think Zach Wilson. Staffy. <laughs> Worked out um, perfect. 
<laughs> but I will take a quarterback that I'll be throwing to one of my pass catchers. That is a guy that is newly returned to the lineup, and that's Kyler Murray. Coming off injury, he looked pretty oh. good last week. He ran the ball a few times. Uh, what I mentioned already a few times during this draft, I like that game script. I think that goes back and forth. And as you always know, I love playing a quarterback that's got some legs that can also get me some rushing stats to go with it. So in a high upside game, I think uh, Kyler will get me some upside. I can pair him with Rondell Moore. Love it. I like it. And, you know, coming into this, I said if I could have landed Murray, Fields, Goff, I would have been really happy. You guys got them all. And then Purdy, I, w- I was still good with. But um, I got to close mine out here with a flex player. And I was impressed last week. Um, you know, bad news came out of Cleveland today with Deshaun Watson down for the good year. But the running game should still be Jerome Ford, baby. Yes, we are going Jerome Ford. I mean, 64% of the snaps last week. Went over 100 yards in Pittsburgh's bad rush defense. He also got 64% of the touches, too. Um, it's his backfield, it looks like, right now. I think it's a good price at 5200 Um, So, yeah, yeah. If I could spell, it is Ford. And that wraps it up for our lineup. As I'd like to do here, I'd like to go around and give a quick perspective. We do have a couple questions in the chats. And, Six, I want to lead off with you because we're looking at four games with totals over 45 this week. And one game we didn't really, like, touch too heavily. I mean, Joel got a piece of it with Cooper Cup and DK Metcalf, but in this Rams Seahawks game, are you interested in some of your lineups as being a game stack here? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a lot of my builds again in that Monday get obsessed with pricing for no reason. That probably kills me every single week, but yeah, this is one of the games that I'm stacking the most. I love DK Metcalf. If you need, you know, $400 of extra savings, the Lockets get an eight plus targets a game and a big factor in the red zone. I love Kenneth Walker. Uh, that's why I kind of went that route. I just didn't want to pl- flip the coin on what receiver I want. And I do think Seattle kind of has their way on offense. Uh, it's the the Rams defense is the one that got Dak Prescott on this heater. So I think that they can score at will. And then on the other side, you know where the ball is going. It's literally going to Puka. It's going to Cooper Cup. That is it. They don't have a running game. They're going to have to throw the ball 40 plus times. McVay's fine doing that. And they, this offense goes after a bye, too, if you look at McVay historically. So, yeah, I think this game has a lot of fireworks. Um, it's right up there with Arizona-Houston for me and it is right up there with – I like the Bears-Detroit just because I don't think anybody will be on it. But, yeah, in terms of, like, safety, I, I really like that game there in L.A. Yeah, you're right. You did get a piece of it with Puka and Kenneth. And this was the Puka breakout game, if I remember, week one. Uh, it certainly was. Like, yeah, 12 catches, and they dominated Seattle. So, yeah, I think we do have a chance. And are you okay with Stafford this week? I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, – I mean, they cut Rippon. They, obviously, they uh, – who'd they sign? They signed Carson Wentz. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think I think that's a clear sign, though, that Jared Goff's good to go. Because I yeah. believe there's only two quarterbacks on the active – I have their active route. Yeah, yeah there's we, only two quarterbacks right now, so – He's got to be good to go. Yeah, we got to probably check his wife's Twitter. She'll let us know. But, it um, is a bad sign, though, that both quarterbacks that I have the most exposure to right now, being Fields and Stafford, have throwing hand thumb issues. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll worry about that Sunday night. Yeah. I of, just to go against you guys for a second, sorry to do it, but like, I think Seattle's defense is kind of good. Not great, but they're kind of good. That's the only, like, worry there. Dude, I, yeah, I yeah, thought yeah, so, too, man. Washington, Washington stayed in that game, and they, Seattle's defense fell apart in the second half, and Baltimore just beat the living shit out of yeah. them. I know Baltimore smoked them. I, I was yeah. kidding. They stink. Like, they threw a touchdown. They drew, Washington drove the field with a minute left. Seamlessly. Yeah. Two times. Yeah, you're like, probably right. I think Seattle's defense is not. You're not, not Harris. Yeah. 
it's like mediocre. It's yeah, mediocre but Jay, Jay, I got one for you because there was a comment in the in the crowd here from Brian about the Tank Dell Hollywood stack. You got a piece with Hollywood. Um, that game is also one over forty five. Um, is it if you were going to build a game stack there? Um, where do you start? So, I think with me on the Arizona side, I would prioritize McBride first then Connor, then Marquise Brown, but all okay. three are definitely in play for different reasons. Now, Texans have started to become like a team that becomes difficult to stack now. Like, And the reason why I say that is they have multiple weapons now. With If Nico's playing, you got Nico and Tank Dell. Then you got Noah Brown, who's been balling. Then you got Dalton Schultz, who's involved. That's where like my worry goes sometimes. So like, just running C.J. Stroud is the easiest option. Um, and, and pairing him with one of those four guys, it, it's difficult, man. It's, it really is because Brown's price is up, Tank Dell's price is up, Collins's price is up, and Dalton Schultz. You can't get a cheap, you know, pairing there. So it's difficult with the Texans. That's why I didn't really go to that side. I think Singletary is a way to go. Like if you want to just get the, I wouldn't go Singletary and Connor, but I think Singletary and McBride is the easiest way to get exposure to like a weak running back slate. That's the easiest way to go, but it's difficult to decipher between Nico, Tank, and Noah Brown for me. Yeah, good points, good points. Now, Joel, I mean, you got into three of the high-scoring games. The one you didn't touch, and unless I'm missing, it was Vegas-Miami. I, I know I, I I got a little bit of that. Is there? It's not that you're avoiding. We all pick different lineups. But if you looked in the Vegas-Miami game, is there? are you a little worried just based upon the potential for a blowout, or is it one you'll play? I, I like the game. I certainly see the points coming. I just think it's a hard one to play for DFS purposes because of pricing. Um, you know, you really got to spend up to afford Hill, which I think he's got plenty of upside. It's just hard to afford the lineup with him in there. Uh, I don't think Waddle's been consistent enough to pay up for his price. Yep. The guys in that range I'd rather play. The running backs are too spread thin. So from a DFS perspective, I think it's just hard to target. Uh, but I do certainly think there'll be points in the game. Yeah, I agree. And, and you know, looking at this whole – oh, go ahead, Jay. Now, I was going to ask Sticks, the guy that I was tinkering and maybe thought to play, Jacobs, at that price, we hear Antonio Pierce saying he's the guy. Um, talk about a guy who never leaves the field. It's Jacobs. Um, thoughts on Jacobs at that price? I think he's in that middle range that if you want some exposure to that game, you know, you can pay up for Devontae, but you have, you know – a semi bum at this point throwing him in, throwing him in the ball. Um, so even if he's open, he might be hard to hit. But Jacobs there, thoughts on him. I think he's an interesting play. Yeah, I mean, it's a guy that is one of the few that's like he's going to get 25 touches. That's what this guy does. They run him into the ground. They pass him the ball a lot. My only downside there is like you got to tell yourself a story about the game and you can't play everybody. So for me, when I was looking at um, – you know, that price at 6,800 or 6,700 for Kenneth Walker. I just really find it hard to believe that the Raiders are going to score points on the road at, at Miami, especially Miami off the bye with Vic Fangio and that defense being healthy. My game script there is Miami kicks the living shit out of them. And, you know, I don't want to play a running back that I don't think doesn't have touchdown equity. And right now I just find it hard to believe that Las Vegas is going to get many red zone snaps. And that's kind of my concern. But for like a yeah. cash game state – uh, standpoint like he should be a lock for 15 points just for the volume which i'm fine with i just find it hard to believe that he's going to get 30 plus and that's pretty much what i look for when i'm paying up 
for anybody in DFS. Like with you Darnell Mooney, obviously I, I don't expect 30. I, I hope for 10, but everybody else on my team, yeah. I think get 20 plus. You would take him or Pollard? Pollard. Okay. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that as well. I think, you know, there there's some there's some theory to, you know, Pollard's going to be low on this week, right? Because he's just on everybody's shit list. So I don't, I, I don't think he is at 6,600. People are just, people are going to play the matchup. And that's what drew me to Walker. Cause it's like, okay, two of the best spots and like for the touches, for the value, uh, for the, the volume that they get is Josh Jacobs and Tony Pollard. So I was like, okay, no one's going to play Kenneth Walker. So I'll go there. But uh, so what do you I, think? I do, I do think people play Pollard. Like ownership wise, like 10% or you think higher? I think 15 plus, yeah. 15, okay, yeah. yeah. And, and if that's the case, I mean, again, Jay, going back to your theory, 6,600, I mean, all year long, he hasn't even, you know, 68 was his lowest price tag all year. He's usually an 8K player. So maybe for that reason, we do get a little value there. All right, with that said, Jay, you got anything else going out? Any game by games you want to hit here? Just want to let everybody know, uh, if you were following me in the Discord at Win Daily, put a prop on Kevin Durant over three and a half assists. Just check. It's halftime. He's got four assists. And we got a little ladder going, too. So feeling pretty good about that. Um, outside of that, look, man, we've been, you know, crushing a lot of different things here um, as far as, you know, content goes, as far as winners go. We just mentioned, you know, some guy in our chat on his own. I don't know if you guys mentioned it. Probably you guys did mention it. But, you know, we um, had a big winner in, in, a, in the prop market. Props is what I'm all about, you know when I'm not playing DFS and put up the cheat sheet today. What I kind of do as far as process goes, put this up on Wednesday and this thing changes throughout the week. When news drops, like the Tyler Boyd news, I'll come in and change it. Um, nobody mentioned Herbert this week. I think he's in play. It's like the top, when I say elite, these are the high price guys, mid price guys like Shroud, Goff, um, Purdy, and nobody mentioned Geno Smith. I think he's in play as well, even though he's been kind of disappointing. Up top, McCaffrey, Eckler. We didn't talk about Brees Hall. I'll change this throughout the week depending on where I go, how I feel about certain things. We didn't mention CeeDee Lamb, too. He's in play. Garrett Wilson is getting all the targets. Alan Zard is terrible. It doesn't even look like he's trying out there. So I think Wilson's also in play. We talked about DJ Moore, Marquise Brown, Laporta. Again, we, we like that Detroit game. Wrote up Schultz. McBride is there. Chig is there. Logan Thomas. Um, a lot of players that we uh, ended up drafting, you know, on this cheat sheet. And throughout the week, I'll, you know, I have an honorable mention here. We didn't talk about Tua. Tua could have the Dak game of last week. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, we played, me and Six played some Baker Mayfield last week. He's up here. So I'll update this throughout the week. Sticks' model uh, really helps me, supports me both in the player prop model, player prop market, and also just building lineups on the projection side for DFS. So, you guys are doing a great job there, Dave. You got articles coming out, so that's pretty much it for me, man. Just use the use the resources on the site. Um, hop in Discord. You know we're here to help everybody out, and uh, hopefully, you know we'll have a big week this week. Love it. Well, that about wraps up. Before we get out of here, though, thank you, Joel, for coming on. Obviously, last night, big PGA DraftKings got a tournament coming up tomorrow, right? Um, so. Big one to, to follow. Click on that. Watch that. And sticks before we get out of here. I know you do a ton for Win Daily, but let everybody know in case they're not regular Win Dailies where they can find you and all your work. Yeah, at Sticks Picks on Twitter, S T I X P I C K S. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, and the first and six podcast is pretty much uh, usually Thursdays or Fridays. I think this week it'll be Friday because we're gonna wait on more as the as the season gets longer. 
I, I like to wait until we have more injury news because I don't want to give you a take on Wednesday that's just completely garbage and like like five minutes of me ranting on a game that means nothing by Sunday. So uh, look for that on Friday. It's completely free on all the app stores or whatever. Um, like and subscribe to that if you could. It'd be awesome. I had a ton of great feedback on it. It's uh, just a solo pod of me for 30 to 50 minutes ranting about every single game. So uh, it's a lot of fun, though. It goes into more of the coverage breakdowns and what actually goes into the model. And we've uh, we've uncovered a lot of great players through that podcast. So it's uh, it's been fun. Love it. And thanks so much for coming on tonight. One of the things I take out of that and I do listen is, you know, I can find what teams do against certain, um, you know, run defenses and pass defense, DVOA. We can, but when he dives into cornerbacks and, and, and the coverages that they play, it just gives you that added edge and we love it here. So appreciate it sticks. And as always, uh, you're welcome back. So thanks everyone for tuning in tonight. Great questions. Great points. Um, you know, tomorrow night, big showdown. We talked about that earlier. Hope you're getting into the Bengals-Ravens game. But until next week, we'll be back for the NFL Draftcast. I'm Dave. That's Jason. That's Dixon. Joel. And we'll see you next week.